Hello everyone, I'm Joseph Roberson, a.k.a. Professor Joe of both King Talk Podcast and the Professor Joe Show. And you are currently listening to King Talk, our unapologetic and transparent discussion on any and all issues related to youth sports. If there's something you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to drop us a line, shoot us a DM, and let us know on IG at King Talk Podcast. That's King Talk Podcast, one word on IG. You can also find us on Facebook at King Talk Podcast and on iHeartRadio as well as Spotify. Today, it is my extreme privilege to have with us, I got a bunch of kings. Uh, I have a former, one of my former student athletes, Cole Adams Heard of 2G Visors. Hey, I'm sorry, but you gotta give yourself a round of applause. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the, hey the, go, the, going, the going joke here, it's not really a joke, it's the reality is that uh, we, we low budget. So there is no uh, there is no applause app and no no studio audience at the moment. So you got to applaud for yourself. You I respect got me? that. All right, there we go. We also have present Nick Moody. Nick Moody, you're the same deal. All right, and everybody knows Gerald Bowman. Actually, Gbo, you the one bringing everybody in today. What you do? You just like send out a chirp, so like cuckoo, and everybody come and roll through for you. That's how I rock. That's how I rock. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. Nick, it's been how many years since uh. Oh, hold on. I said, I'm Nick. I'm looking at him. Nick, I saw you. I just met you, like, maybe, was it been a year ago? A year or two years ago? Probably, like, close to a year ago. All right, so I appreciate you coming by, swinging through, hanging out with us, because I know your schedule and your time is important and busy. So I appreciate you making a moment. And then, Cole, same thing, my brother. I know you grinding. Okay, so you're going to have to tell us about the 2G Visors. I haven't seen you. Has it been about five years now or eight years? A little longer. Ah, it's been like five or six. Something like that. It's been since graduation. I'm 13, so it's been a minute. Is it okay to check in with you there for two and just uh, get some history on on what your journey has been? So I know the last time I seen you, you left here and had an opportunity to go continue playing football at the university. But I think it would be good for our listeners if you just gave us a background on the entirety of your journey because you may have had a stop before you got here would you kind of go back there for us yeah um just just like in the athletic journey is, is, yeah, is, yeah oh man so started playing ball like 13 and then high school was a disaster and just slowly started figuring it out and okay uh what does disaster mean when you disaster, say disaster um not really getting an opportunity to learn the sport at the capacity that you would like okay, to, okay. to actually excel, to do the things that you need to do because I think I, I finished my senior year. I was still 16. Like okay. I, hadn't, I hadn't grown into my body yet. Hey, you were 16 when you finished high school? Uh, I was 17 when I finished high school. I played my first college yeah. game at 17. Okay. So I never, I had never sniffed the field at 17 okay. years old in high school. I got it real quick too. I got to just tell you what's so amazing about that is in today's day and age, um, you know, and, and it's no knock against it. I respect anyone doing what they feel is appropriate, um, you know, beyond what's questionable, but along the lines of their journeys. And so there's a considerable amount of young people, and this has been going on for decades and yeah. years, but who are holdbacks. Of course. So I know kids nowadays who are freshmen at 16. Yeah. And I know someone who recently graduated right after he graduated, he turned 20. So, you know, sometimes when people talk about competitive edge in the field and, and, yeah. and whether it's a fair playing field, you know, the reality is at times you have someone, let's say you're a special kid, you make varsity like this one young man I know, uh, his freshman year in high school, but he came in at 13. Yeah. And he's out there competing on the court against kids who are 19. And sometimes, you know, that six-year difference in terms of physicality between 19 and 13 yeah. is tremendous. Completely different You person. got me? So anyway, though, you, you know, I just want to acknowledge that that's rather formidable that you were that young coming to compete. But So you said high school was a disaster. You had that yeah, experience. It's just a, a disaster in that it was like I got no guidance whatsoever. Okay, gotcha, and that gotcha. was the biggest issue. Right, I just right. didn't know what was going on. Um, then went D2 first and then turned 17, grew two inches, put on 20 pounds, and okay. then got faster like overnight. Gotcha. And then came here. Uh, actually, no, I stopped at Mount Sac first. Took okay. a medical redshirt year there. Busted gotcha. up my knee while I was still at that D2. Then came here for a semester, played right. a season here, then went to Old Dominion and did two years there. Wow. Hey, just that right there. So my perspective of sports, you know, I know people have dared we all have a right to define what success means to us. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, um, you know, I kind of think from my own experiences that, and even though it sounds cliche, 
it really is all about the journey and what we learn about ourselves on the journey. So even in that brief moment, what you just told me, I am 100% certain that there are people who would have walked away from the sport after that high school experience. Um, and we didn't even get into details whether, because, you know, when you said you had no opportunity for growth or to understand the sport, because some coaches in all sports are not into developing anymore. Whereas you, we used to look at you sports and high school sports like coaches develop you, but some of them, no, they're no. not there for that. Some of them because they don't know how. And so, you know, so there's just various Majority reasons. Majority of them don't know how. A lot of right. them, I'd say like 90% of the people who are out here don't know how. Right. And you can tell based off of what's still being taught. If you still run the wing, if you hear me, I hope you hear me right now. If you still run the wing tee, you are running a 1920s offense. 1930s. By the 1950s, even the NFL teams weren't running the wing tee anymore. You make me want to put my playbook up. <laughs> so please, <laughs> please stop yeah. running the wing tee. Yeah. Because it was prehistoric offense. Hey, now look, look, look. I I, I wasn't knocking anybody running the wing tee, so I got to give a disclaimer. Don't come looking for me later, right? No, but that's just because it's, it's all right, I, I get it. And it's part of, like, yeah, life. Yeah. You you fall into yeah. the things that you know, yeah. and then you're cool off that because why do I need to know anything if I've ever had success? Right, right. Like doing right. that. So, I got you. And that's, but that's what happens. People stop learning, and then information stops passing on, and then right. you're wondering, right. why don't you know things? Why aren't you a finished product? Well, y'all don't know nothing either. Right, right. And, there, and I would say there's different variations. That's when coaches have to be honest with themselves about what is the purpose and what they're doing. Like, for some, it's just winning, and we all like to win. Um, some of them do have the understanding that, okay, my role also involves developing young people, helping them grow into young men or women, so there's varying purposes. Um, but, you know, I just really have to acknowledge and give respect to the fact that already, even at that young age, you knew something about yourself that was going to help establish who you are in society that, hey, I, I'm going through this difficult moment, but I'm going to persist. And then you just also mentioned that you used a medical redshirt year in the sense that you must have experienced some type of injury. Oh, I right. destroyed my knee. Uh, so I had fractured the head of my femur oh, on my right oh. knee. So it looked like a bunch of puzzle pieces right at the base. And then I didn't know that it happened until a fragment of it had sliced my meniscus in half. Oh. So I didn't know none of this was going on until like absolutely everything was done okay. for me. And then I went and got surgery. They said year recovery time. So I sat at home for a year. Okay, so then, <laughs> then some of us are done then. Some of us are done then. That's enough for some of us right then. Yeah, so you know? I sat at home for a year and then came here. Just, I worked my ass off. I was, okay. my, my mom was going through some stuff. My dad was dying and I was homeless. And I wow. was just, I was sleeping in my car and I was going to the Burbank Athletic Club because they had a shower. Dude only charged me $150 for the year for membership there. Okay. So I could wash my ass okay. and brush my teeth. Right. I go there at five and then I go uh to the field over at Burroughs High School at nine to get my run in and I come here and go to class and then at four I'd be in the weight room and then we go to the field and then I go to the gym because shoot, I got a shower there anyway, so I get another lift in, wash my ass and sleep in the car and do okay. all that next okay. day. And then somewhere in there he meant to say he was doing his homework. I just <laughs> he meant he meant to throw that in there, y'all. He forgot at seven at seven fifteen. At seven fifteen, y'all, just so y'all know. All right, that time yeah. in between the gym and just there being on campus that whole yeah. time, homework got done. And and that's something that you could take away for the rest of life, even when sports is done. Because for everyone, no matter how far people make it or don't make it, for everyone at some point it's over. Yeah. So in terms of, of that structure, that setting, maybe we do it for recreation at a certain point, but other than that, it's over. So I think, again, I value hearing you express certain things that tell me you know what it means to persist through adversity, through difficulty. You know how, what it means to commit to something, to dedicate to something. And then, and then that's going to be lessons that you take with you in everything you do post-football. So you left here and went to Old Dominion. What was that like? Oh, man, culture shock, culture shock. Man, I uh, got there, was like, it was weird, man. You walk into a locker room and you're in a space where it's like a developing program, so they don't have an identity. Right. Like, dudes don't really talk. Like, I'm walking around campus, I'm waving to teammates, they're like ignoring me. Wow. I'm like, damn, this space is some savages. But okay. right, that's what I signed up for, right? That's right. what we're here for. So, that was the, like, it took like four or five weeks to break the ice. Okay. Now, Where's Old Dominion at? It's in Norfolk, Virginia. It's on a, it's like okay. right down the street from the Oceana Naval Base. Like, okay. It's a huge military community. Okay. 
Um, it's down the street from Virginia. Not down the street. That's what they tell you. That's how they got me there. Okay. So it's down the street from Virginia Beach. We're only a five-minute drive. Okay. Ah, you funny, funny. <laughs> 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 got him. Got him. <laughs> they take your thing like, got him. No, it's got a five-minute drive from Whitehurst Beach, which is like behind the dorms. Uh-huh. There just happens to be sand there. Okay. Like, that's about it. But then you're a 30-minute drive from the beach uh-huh. beach, like the oceanfront. I ain't got no car when you, you go and oh, you and that's, Hey, look, he, he was next to the sand that they shipped in. That they yeah. shipped in and unloaded on the van, huh? Man, it's terrible. Okay. Well, they said that we were supposed to have a new state. They, they, sold, yeah. they sold me the dream, but that was okay. it. I mean, the, like, Virginia is crazy. Like, I remember we were in a, uh, me and my wife were in a five guys. She was my fiance at the time. And we're walking out, and this old lady grabbed her hand. She's like, what are you doing with your life? My wife's white. Oh. And she's like... Oh, I already know what the yeah, question was. I was like... Oh, yeah. I was like... Where's my family from? This is where you from from. Oh, okay. So you're oh, aware. Yeah. You're aware. Yeah, I'm yeah. from grandpa's okay. Tiki okay. Torches is real, man. Yeah. That thing, that whole vibe is very yeah. real. Hey, now watch this. Like, hey, we love... So- we love you, Virginia. We love. We just want to be loved back, though. That's all. That's all. That's all. Now, hey, I went to visit my little brother who was at um, University of Richmond. So he wants want something back, right? And we, I went to, uh, we went to go to his school. He was at the University of Richmond. And mind you, we're driving, and I'm seeing the names of the streets. I'm seeing people with the Confederate flags on their doorsteps, right? Hey, Old then Nick I saw Bird the... Uh, Whitehurst. Yeah. Hey, look. Yeah. No, when I, we drove past That's something called Lynchburg. Lynchburg. When I saw Lynchburg, Lynchburg. I, was like, <laughs> I was looking at my brother. He was like, he just... My brother ain't even utter no words like someone was in the car go hear us. He just shook his head like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. <laughs> I was like, okay. And that's the real part. Yeah. Was that... Um, how, how were you able to adjust to that, to acclimate to Oh, that? I didn't. I was okay. terrible with it. Okay. I was god-awful about it. Like, I didn't really have much of a social life for a good okay. amount of time. Okay. There. Like, I was a hermit. Like, And I think it, like, it took my attention somewhere else. Right. Like, because I couldn't, like, socially keep up right. with everything that was going on all the time because I come from such a different place. Right. Um, like, one night... I was hanging out with the the head coach's son. He was a freshman. He just got on campus. And he was like, oh, yeah. Because he was local. Like, he knew what was up. He was like, I'm going to this party. I'm like, what's up? Like, you got all the, you got all the moves. Like, yeah, you yeah. know everybody. You've been in trouble. You've been locked up. And no one cared. Like, you're still here. Like, yeah. you know all the moves. Like, you, yeah. you, you know where all the vibes at. What's up? And so he was like, nah, you can't, man. I was like, why? He's like, it's a white party. I was like, what the hell does that yeah. even mean? You're in college. Hey, you in California, <laughs> you, know you think an all-white party. It's you know like, no, no, I got some. I got, I got an all-white white outfit. Like, no, that ain't what we talking about. You know what I'm saying? I got drips. I got it's South like that. I mean, yeah. I went to Florida State. Tallahassee's like that. Is it? Is it still? No, Florida is like one of, one of those, what you call it, epicenter for that kind of stuff. Okay. Like, that's just what it is. Like, right. You see certain people, you be like, yeah, that's, that's the white parties. That's oh, wow. Like, I'm going to think of fans right on the other side of the track. Yeah. And you so it's it. really like like this and this. In a very literal way. Uh, yeah. Divided. Divided. Wow. Wow. Unless you play football, then everybody loves you. Exactly. Okay. You got a jersey on <laughs> yeah. you straight. And they love you. Yeah. And hey, that's a real part of life, though. That's a real part of life. And now me, guess what, though? I'm going to tell y'all something real about me. I'm going to put that jersey on and take advantage of every network of resources I get. <laughs> and, what y'all doing right now? Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, look. And then, and then at the same time, um, you know, just life is real. I think that also underlies when people go on official visits or visits, they need to not just look on the campus because that's how they get you. They keep you on campus. They usually try to bring you in during a homecoming event or something special. But you need to go look into the local community to see if you'd really feel comfortable yeah. being out there, you know? You need to do, that's what, you, that's what your next yeah, subject needs to do. You need to do 10 schools that should be in the top 10 Okay. based off location. Oh, wow, wow. UCLA should be in the top 10 every year. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. USC yes. should be in the top 10 yes. every yes. year. Yes, yes. Yeah. Miami should be in the top 10 every year. Yeah. Just strictly based off location. I get to live here. Yeah. Because it's not like West Virginia. Come on, bro. Right. Come I on, hear bro. You. Yeah. Really? But look, this place I knew I wasn't going because of where they were at. Exactly. Right. I right. knew it. Even before I knew I was like as good as I was and I knew I was going to go like Florida State, one of the big schools. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I might have been in ninth grade. I'm like, I ain't going to West Virginia. You already knew that. I ain't yeah. going nowhere in Ohio. Okay. So. Okay. So I ain't going to Penn State. Okay. Where's Penn State at? In Harrisburg? Happy Somewhere oh, in the Happy Valley. Okay, I've been okay. there once. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's just like Virginia. Yeah. It's like yeah. Pennsylvania big on that. That's part of the reason I didn't go there. Okay. Okay. All that all that activity out there. Hey, and people listening, we want it to be understood. We love you. 
<laughs> we just want the love back. That's all. Hey, we all want to exist somewhere in some level of comfort and security and um, where we feel like our presence and well-being is not in danger for something as simple as our the color of our skin. So, you know, that's real life. But, um, okay, so, boom. So, what was it like for it to be over? Like, Oh, man, it was like, at, before, it, before it ended, I was like, I can't wait. Yeah? I was like, I can't wait for this to be done. Like, okay. Wait, like, I think it was because of the the team, though. Okay. Like, the, 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 that whole culture, it just wasn't it. And yeah. it, it made it, like, ruin the experience of what it was supposed to be. Like, okay. you on surgery number six. Yeah. And oh, how? Yeah. For, literal? For yeah. You? I'm on surgery number six. Okay. Okay. Like, we still dealing with, like, the dumbest, most petty issues every week in this locker room. Right, we got right. dudes cussing out coaches. We got this. We got that. And then I'm going into this senior year, and it's week eight, and they're like, you're done. And then okay. I was like, what? Oh, wow. And it wasn't on my time. And okay. that's when things got real. Okay. And then things went left, left, left. Okay. And I was not in a good headspace. Everything was bad. And graduation, like, turned that all around. Did it? In what way? It was like a like accomplishing something else. Okay. Like I knew it was gonna happen. Like it wasn't like I had not done what I had to in school. Right. But right. it was like finally, like I had bet I had crossed that that line and I get to do regular life. Okay. And I went on and was a head strength coach at a baseball academy out there, like ten minutes from campus. So I was still able to train guys on the team if they okay. didn't feel like dealing with. It's okay to ask you what your degree was in? Uh, double majored in exercise science and geography. Okay. So, like, mid, like midway through my senior year is when I started to, like, dive into, like, really figuring out, like, the, like, the sport of football. And, right. Like, everything about it. Not just my position, not just right. defense, but, like, really diving in and understanding the game as an entirety. The depth of it. You know, it's okay. I didn't really understand football until several years after being done playing mm -hmm. and it's okay because now i have an awareness of that when working with student athletes i have such a concern for whether they really maximize their opportunities and their investment in it and i mean from everything i mean um because me i was just focused on my position i didn't have an understanding of everyone's role i didn't uh watch enough film on myself or the opponent I didn't understand every detail about if when they bring this personnel out, these are the likelihoods when they bring not just personnel, but this specific player. Mm -hmm. I don't think I peaked in my understanding of nutrition and how to get the most out of my body. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't get that now. Yeah. And so I was just, you know, I just, that's one of the things I try to share with student athletes at this point is, you know, just really can't emphasize that there's a short, limited window that you're going to get this experience. So you have to make sure you're as invested as possible. Yeah, know, I mean, you and that's part of like where I say high school is a disaster. Figuring out all that stuff, right, like when right. you do, it's like, damn, man, I'm worried about an eight ball. Like yeah. day one of install, and they throw cover four on the board, and I'm lost. Like, right, what kind of issues right, that? Right. Like, and that that was just that's the stuff I remember because then I'm losing opportunities every week yeah. because I, I'm ill prepared. Right. And I had no idea what's going on. Right. And then at 17, I already feel like I'm behind the eight ball because I'm a year to two years younger than everybody in the room. Right. And I already don't know what's going on. Hey, and that's not to <laughs> even discuss. We don't even need to get into details of all the politics surrounding who gets invested in and who may not. Hey, I didn't realize, too, until my participation. And one of the things I promised myself, I'd always be present with my son mm -hmm. so that all coaches understood that this young man has a male figure and, and a parental figure. But I also I'm going to be honest and say male figure present for him to advocate for him where, like, you know, don't don't hit me with the flim flam. Don't you know, you're going to demonstrate a concern for the well-being of my son. And, you know, I understand all the politics and I respect the politics. My brother, I respect the game of any environment I go into. And at the same time, I just want y'all to be aware I'm here in his behalf. I'm his voice. Yeah. Now, he's going to have to work for his opportunities, but we, we're going to ask for an equitable opportunity to that of others, you know? So, And I'm not going to oh, say that I didn't get that. Okay, That's not gotcha. what I'm, I'm not gotcha. going. I'm not going to say that at 17, I was the most mature individual and I right. handled all of those other circumstances the best. Right. Like I can say that at 27, that, yeah, 17, 18, I was a knucklehead. I didn't know everything. And then at that point, I was discouraged to learn. Mm. And it sucks, but it's the reality of the situation. Right, right. Real life, real life. That's what it is.
So we walk away with that degree, though. You said things yeah. began to change. You're feeling positive. Yeah. You did the coaching at the coaching academy, and then where do yeah. we go from there? And then um, while, like, in my senior year finishing, I created – I was in, in the middle of finishing up an algorithm that can accurately rate and rank every high school athlete based off of their in-game statistics and their physical attributes. Okay. Um, and then we would also factor in things like strength to schedule that can okay. actually give you some clear, okay. concrete data of who you're dealing with. Um, ended up getting an investment for that. That went left. Uh, I don't want to go into details. Right, right. Um, I got you. I got you. Still working out some kinks there. So like, we might still see that in the future, you feel? Or? Shoot. Yeah, we might see that okay. in the future. Okay. It's not going to be within the same capacity. Like, I wanted it to be a recruiting app. I wanted it to be something where, like, any coach can hop on their phone, go ahead, circle an area like Zillow, have parameters for kids that they're looking for, and they don't pop up. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, that was okay. the goal. Okay. Um, it didn't go that way. I had not the right people involved and things didn't necessarily pan out the way they were supposed to um but at the same time i was working on some other stuff i had figured out how to customize uh football eye shields okay um ran with that uh ended up developing a pretty decent following on instagram okay uh where are we at on Instagram in case we want to go look at it uh at 2g visors uh if you want to take me over 100k please help out i need that um, hey, hey, you could check in with me if you. <laughs> hey, look, look, you could check them out if you want to help take my social media over one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to take me over ten followers, then you can check in with me too, right? So at, on IG at Two G Visors. Yeah. Okay. Can they also? Is there a dot com? Hey, like, yeah, so. I know the younger people look at um. They look at the IG, right? Yeah. You got to remember, I'm from the generation where we want to see you got a dot com. I feel you. So the act just to go direct to the visors, you can go to Two G Visors. Shop, and then if you wanted to check out some of the other stuff that I'm working on, including the media and some of the training that I'm doing, okay, I can go on uh, 2gathletics.com. Okay, that's what's up. Matter of fact, I just wanted to say and clarify I'm so old, oh boy, I'm from when you had to have a storefront. People like, I got a business. You'd be like, where is it located? Where is it at? They'd be like, it's in the garage. I'd be like, man, that ain't no business. Then all of a sudden, we heard about how Amazon started. Well, now we're like, no, I'll come by your garage. <laughs> I'll come by the garage now. And I meant to have that USC one today, too. I'm slipping. Yeah. Oh, I meant to have that for you. Hey, go check out the visor. So now, watch this one thing. So you have an actual print on the visor or something, huh? It's, yeah, it's... Okay. Uh, it's it's a complicated process. Okay, okay. Um, so don't be out there trying made, to replicate it exactly, in your kitchen. I already, I already made the mistake of, of teaching a company how to do it in exchange mm-hmm. for a dollar amount that I never received. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm just out here getting robbed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but, 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 hey, watch this. In many ways, for many people, though, that's part of the, that's been part of the learning process. It's unfortunate um, but the reality is, you know, a lot of us uh, move forward in life with the expectation of, hey, if I conduct myself in a righteous manner, people are going to conduct themselves uh, and to me like that in return. And then we have to learn that business is business and that's just not a reality. And you have to do business as business, business, you know. Oh, man, so, if I would if I if I had an I quit mentality, it would have been over with me. We, we wouldn't even be in the room. So I hear it's the whole. It's fun. It's funny to me, right? Like, that you right. have to you have to take right. from somebody who's literally working out of their house. Right. You right. got hundreds and millions of dollars. You got hundreds of thousands of dollars. You got a million dollars in a bank account. Yeah, you're attached to an all American game. Yeah, and you got to rob a dude who's working out of his home this, office. But maybe that's how they got some of that money. Oh, and that's I know. sometimes some of the things we don't realize. Now, at the same time, I'm going to speak on conversely. Um, even though we conduct things as business. What I will say is no different than in, in romantic relationships. Just because you've been done wrong by someone, you try you don't carry that into your your on an emotional level into your dealings with every other individual. Oh, yeah. But you know, from a business perspective, okay, hey, this happened. I'm going to put myself in a position for it not to happen again, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna take this energy into the next. I'm just gonna yeah. protect myself and make sure I do business in a way that protects me, you know. No doubt and I I love it. I love it because if that if I had something valuable enough to steal and I'm just really getting yeah, started, yeah, I'm yeah. excited. I don't keep nothing valuable enough to steal, and I do that on purpose. You feel me? <laughs> so y'all know if you hit a lick on me, you come into my crib to try to get my TVs. You're gonna be rolling out one of those four foot by six foot TVs that you can't put nowhere. <laughs> you, feel you ain't gonna go go get no what is a no flat screens up in my crib. Hey, you you see the jewelry on me? 
You'll try to hit a lick on me. You'll go to the pawn shop. They're going to let you know it was gold-plated. <laughs> right? right? You're going to get your feelings hurt. You steal my cell phone. You're going to find out they don't even use, hey, what's the block phone? <laughs> you're going to say, hey, the brick cell phone. You're going to take my brick cell phone. They don't even hook those up no more. Okay. Or you can, hey, look, or you can hit me for, yeah, you can hit me for my flip sale, but that's about it. That's, hey, but it's positive um, that, you know, to hear where you are now. And I really do appreciate, um, you know, what you share with us just in terms of your energy and me sitting across from you. You know, I'm very intuitive. I'm an empath, so I'm very big on energy, and I do appreciate your energy and uh, and just to hear your journey and, and what you've done with it. And you're still so relatively young. You got so much time ahead of you to continue moving forward. You know. So, what what feedback would you give uh, other young people if there's something a lesson you really wanted them to know or something about pursuing youth sports or or just yeah, from your journey, what would you leave them? Don't with? don't wait till you mess up to learn something. That'd be the biggest thing I pass on. Like actually pay attention to the people around you and the older oh, people. I might have to you. write that down for me. What you just say? <laughs> you said don't wait till to you mess, mess up, up to, to learn, learn something. something. <laughs> wow, that's deep. Shit. That's deep, my brother. I'm 47 years old, and that was insightful. Yeah, because that doesn't always have to be part of the learning process. I can, I can be willing to listen and learn now and not have to go experience that and mess up, you know? That's, that's the yeah. biggest, some of the biggest mistakes I ever made yeah. if I had just paid attention to the people. In the yeah, house. yeah. Nick, you're just shaking your head like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you know when people say, hey, I wish y'all could see what's going on here. You know when somebody shake their head like they really know through experience, he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the lesson. That's the lesson. But when I was in San Francisco and like certain stuff, older guys would tell me like Pat Willis and Frank Gore, like, look, you just do this, you know what I mean? You're going to be good. Like, just play this role they want you in right now. You know, you're bigger than this, but can't be talking to them like that. Oh, did you? Did you have moments where you was out of pocket, so to speak, in the way you approach things? Sometimes. Okay. Not often. But when I did, it would be like a burst and they'd be like, Oh, yeah, like, what just happened here? Like, yeah. what y'all look... Hey, did y'all see that comment? Right. <laughs> hey, look, why wouldn't I just ask him that question? He was he was articulating other thoughts. I asked him that. He cut it down to one word. He's like, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Hey, is it okay to ask you what your journey was like? From? From where... Or, hey, watch this. Wherever you want to start from. Like, what was your journey like? I mean, I always knew I wanted to play football. From When you say always, like Since always. Since I was a little kid, like seven, six. Okay. I told my mom I was going to go. I, well, I told her I was going. I didn't tell her I, was, I wanted to go to the NFL. I told her I was going to go to the NFL okay. when I was like seven or eight or something. Okay. And her and her, my aunt, it was just us in the car. My mom, my aunt. And then they said just the way it sounded for me to hear a seven or eight-year-old talk with that much conviction. They were just like, okay. all right, I guess the boy going to the NFL then. Right. And then they <laughs> kind of did what they the different stuff I needed because right. that's they knew like that's what I wanted and I didn't and I was good with it I didn't care about doing a whole bunch of other stuff I wasn't trying to go out and do all this other I wasn't trying to be out everywhere I just wanted to play football Right. all right. that mattered to me was going to the NFL gotcha. I didn't care about nothing else I didn't really care about partying or that. I didn't even start going out in high school till after everything was all straight I was um, already committed to Florida State I knew where I was going then I was okay. like alright now I could chill a little bit and then okay. we used to do, then we would go somewhere but other than that yeah that's what, like, what I had my mindset on. Luckily, I had a guy that took me under his wing, older white guy from Philly, from Northeast, okay. who actually had played at University of Miami when they were sorry in the 70s and then coached at, uh, with the Jets with Pete Carroll. And he ended up being a person that was, I guess, hired to, in a position to take over this training facility that I started going to probably a few months earlier. And then he took me under his wing, stopped charging me, picked me up, coached me position stuff. Wow. That got me strength for training. Um, he would even take me, give me food when we were done, and take me to the train station so I get home. Gotcha. Um, what was he? Re- was he responding to seeing your level of commitment to something? He was one of those ability guys. A commitment yeah. and ability. If you got ability yeah. and you got commitment, yeah. he'll he'll like okay, go he'll the extra mile you. for you. Yeah. Because like we had other guys. It was a couple other guys that come work out with us. One guy in particular, he just was a hard worker. He didn't really have the most ability, but he was right. he worked hard as shit. So he would right. do he would do just as much for him as he would do for me, right? Because right. of how much he wanted it, right? But like we me and him had a special bond though, because like okay. I guess what he saw, and then my demeanor, and then he kind of really helped me get to where I was trying to get to as far as like what I needed to be ready to play when I got right. there. Then when I got to college, I kind of lost a little bit of that. I kind of got there and was like, oh, ain't nobody here. I can do whatever I want. Literally whatever I want, and it's like it's new to me. Like right. being from Philly is, is different. Like 
Philly's not, it's not, it was nothing like not as bad as the South, but it's just segregated a little bit. So, like, when you go to Philly, you black. You don't really, yeah. unless you go to school with white guys, too, yeah. you don't really hang out with white guys if you don't live around them. Okay. So, it was like, and then being around a white woman, a whole different thing. Gotcha. You get to Florida State, and it's like, it's weird at first, because you're like, Damn, like, they're nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, everybody's yeah. nice. They're nice. Everybody's cool. I'm like, hey, as everyone turns and looks at our producer, Grace, like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, it's, like it's different. And then, but then, it's like at the same time, you, the stuff that you told when you're younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You realize, yeah. damn, that was that was kind of right too. It's like, all right, 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 right. Watch how far that go when everything yeah. goes and football's done, or right. this and that, or if you happen to not do good this situation, or if it looks like something might be going bad, like see right, what, right. see how they, how to see how they right. treat you then. And it's not to say that like people can't love outside of uh, race and culture because we that that most definitely is not the case. My kids, moms, but right. but you need to be, you do need to be thoughtful. And um, and the reality is that is a message we learned growing up. And sometimes, sometimes I think too, it works both ways. Where got to be careful that you so not so overwhelmed with the message that someone from another culture tries yeah. to do something positive and for you your life. Yeah, but you don't want to receive it because okay, they must have bad intent. I, I, I know right. people like that too. Like, right. like first, my dad was like that for a while. Okay, like, it was, gotcha. Do you want to work with him for a long time? Big time lawyer. Yeah, he making all this. He's doing great for years, and my dad's like, no, like I'm not working with him. But like, yeah. why? He's like, I can't trust him. I, don't, I just, I just can't. Yeah, yeah. And that's it, something. That, hey, look, look. That's why I be, uh, I be trying to get at my dude Gerald Bowman too, because G Bow the most. Like, hey, he be watching people. He be suspicious. I, I like yeah. that too, though. But I can't I say. Yeah. I would say it's more so from life experience than yeah. just from listening to people. Yeah, it's not for no reason. That's I the thing. People get it messed yeah. up and they're like, oh, you just played it for no reason. It's like, no, like I don't treat everybody the same. Yeah. Treat them based off what I see. Because most of the time it's not genuine. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. You know you. what I'm saying? And it's to find yeah. out the hard way is to make you feel that way. When you yeah. get older, it's like, damn, like, yeah. I thought they wouldn't like that. And it's like, damn, they were right. They really, this person, for instance, was an example, was just like that. And the whole time they're acting like they're the opposite. Yeah. But that's what yeah. they really were the whole time. Yeah. It's like, then it's like, then you kind of get mad at yourself. It's like, damn, I should have listened to that. How did you not see that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like yeah. damn, how did I not see that? I've been getting told that since I was a kid. football. Recruiting, yeah, right. It's different. I hear you. Coaches come, they talk to you. You like, dang, this is how it's gonna be. Yeah, this is. Hey, he loved me. I'm the dude. I'm (laughs) I'm the dude. Man, I'm about to tear it up. Yeah, and then you got somebody else telling you like, I don't know about him, man. You gotta watch out. I've been hearing some things. But now with me, he texts me, bro. Yeah, he texts me, <laughs> yeah, man. man. He like, hey, my God, hey, so y'all mean the, hey, youngsters nowadays? <laughs> man, he follow me on Instagram. <laughs> that's, all, that's why they, they like gas him picture. up. He like my yeah, picture. Like, yeah, oh, they yeah. put a they put a picture up of me on the Instagram, me in the yeah, uniform. I'm like, you that's go, the game now. Then you go to the program. And they might, put your picture up on the screen. You want number? You won't even say hi. And I speak to you. Nigga, you Hey, he came and said at the crib. That even changed. That even that even changed recruiting a little bit because they don't have to be as personal. It's like they can be fake personal, but they take it as real life. Because like this younger generation, like I was talking to you about the relationships before, like they take Instagram and social media as equivalent to real life. Yeah. yeah, So like the same stuff to them. If 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 Nick Saban comments on their picture, great job. They're like. It's like they think it's the same as like Nick yeah, Saban came to their yeah, school or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, that's my yeah, not even Nick yeah, Saban. It's a GA yeah, that's yeah, on the Instagram yeah, account. Yeah, and his yeah. job all day is a GA is social media assistant. Oh, wow. Before it was the handwritten letter. The handwritten letter. Oh, first was the handwritten letters yeah, from, yeah, the, from, yeah. the, from, from, from the from the from the staff, GA, from yeah. the secretary, the recruit <laughs> staff. Yeah. And if you got a big town school, it's probably twelve of them on staff. Like we had to go and go over at Florida State. It was over ten of them. So they handled recruiting stuff. They when you go to the business, that's who pick you up from the airport. Like, you see like, things outside the office, all the letters, it's stupid. Hey, y'all learning something, you better look. You ain't got experience it to learn it all the time. When I realized yeah. it, I walked out of the office for the first time, and I saw two giant mail bins, and I was like, all these are the same letter. Yeah, all of them. All these I remember when I was getting letters from high school, high school, I'm looking like, and even some of them, I got it. I'm like, yo, why'd you even send this? Yeah, I'm like, it ain't nothing in here. I'm like, yeah. this ain't even handwritten. It's cursive where you printed it. I'm like, you, right. what you send it for? Now they just sending pictures. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know yeah. what's coming now. Yeah, they're they yeah. making, yeah, that's what they're they doing. They're just sending They're creating, like, the uh, players as if they were there already? Uh, kind of, but Sometimes. it's like, like a, like a flyer, right? Yeah. With the player? They have the player on there and it's like, good luck. Yeah. Best wishes this week. 
Hope to see Yo, you like soon. Throw this school they playing again. Well, hey, but yeah. I mean that being said, coaches, if any of y'all want to recruit me for anything, <laughs> I mean, you, hey, look, look, watch this. You send me a flyer with my face, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you back like I love you too. But, that, but that's what <laughs> I'm falling for anything. That's what's <laughs> getting them now. Like that's why people are like, oh, why are these guys not going here? Why are they going there? It's like because they know what's up. They know what it takes to get the kids. Yeah. Like, they will say hey, that. watch this, though. But Gerald, a different type of paranoid. One day I asked Gerald, I was like, did you pray to God? God to help. He's like, no, nah, because he don't want something in return. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I ain't say that. He ain't say that. He ain't say that. He ain't say that. He ain't say that. I'm sorry. I'm just playing. Hey, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I, just, I'm, I move cautiously, you know? I yeah, agree, yeah. And part of that, part of that is no doubt sometimes from a previous experience, partly from the conditioning we receive, especially when you come in from certain environments. Right, so that's the reality, and there's nothing wrong with trying to proceed and, and through life in caution. It's like the the person we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Come up present yeah. their stuff. It's like this. Yeah. Oh, I'm here to, I'm here to help y'all. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all black dudes can't get in here with what with with just what you have and your resources. Oh, well, I know these people, and I can make this stuff happen by way of me because right. of who I am right. and what I look like. Right. And yeah. it's like, all right, that wasn't true. Okay. But it's like you played the whole thing on that. Right. Whole like, oh, right. I can open the doors for y'all. Right. type thing but it's really that is how it was but it's really uh, yeah. you're using us or me and whoever I'm with yeah. to make yourself look better because it looks like you're working right. with us and right. when I go to these things they're associating you with me when it's really it turned out you would piggyback right. me right right and and got you off my back and now so <laughs> it could have been it could have been even expressed differently and then it would be different if if someone says like oh we could have a mutually uh yeah beneficial relationship where we could reciprocate because mm-hmm. this is how it would be better for me to be with you and this is how it be versus you trying to convey it to me as if I somehow needed you yeah. and that is where a lot of the distrust and in that sense though you know what likening it to sports though I have to say this yeah. this is odd but but with sports that's why I respect coaches more who and I know it's not easy but when coaches can just convey the reality of whatever the situation is Versus when coaches will tell you certain things or even try to convince. So let me give you an example. The politics I've seen. I went to a high school game the other day and it was this young man playing uh, varsity as a freshman who, matter of fact, that's, it's one of my young men. So I'm, I'm with him. And at the same time, because it's my young man, I know how it was manipulated for him to play that. And I kind of felt bad for some of the other kids on the team who know Hey, I'm I'm better than him. I'm better and I contribute more, but dang, he on the court and I'm not. And it's just kind of like, you know, but I know the backdrop and you don't know that, okay, you know, there's an exchange of services going on where, <laughs> but at least in, for me, let that other kid know so he don't walk away doubting himself. Because that other kid may walk away feeling like, man, am I just that bad? Am I just that horrible? Where you don't know, like, no, my brother, but hey, you Y'all not coming with the resources that need to be had for you to get your foot in the door with this particular situation. So, and that's how I am with all things in life. Like, you know, I'd rather know the reality. Well, hey, look, if you don't like me, tell me, and I still give you a hug. Like, thank you, thank you for telling me the real though. So, Nick, so um, you were, you said you always knew, and you stayed focused. Were you? Did you always get the accolades? Were you always kind of the man on every level that you played on? At least going through. I was always like the kid that was like I was bigger and faster and stronger. Okay. But I was younger at the same time. I played up in pound ball. I was too big to play with kids my age, so I just played up. Okay. So I was a running back that was like the size of all my linemen. Oh wow! But I was like a year younger than everybody else. What did you play at Florida State? What position? Safety. And then what did you play in the league? Linebacker. Okay, but but at earlier ages you had played. Yeah, corner. Man, what did you? Hold on, what did <laughs> yeah. you? Hold on, time out. I played uh-huh. corner. I went from corner to safety to linebacker. How? What did you weigh going in? When I got to Florida State, I was two twenty five, two twenty. All right. My mother freshman, I was two twenty. Okay, and then as go- leaving Florida State, you were. Oh, did you go in my senior year? I got to like 245, 250 okay. almost. Hey, the like, way you, like you moving the linebacker. I was like, all right, man. <laughs> hey, the way you looked at him, I thought you was about to ask him, like, damn, what was you eating? That's what I'm saying. But I mean, I didn't know. I, like, it's hard, like, putting on all that type, like, that type of weight. Like, oh, yeah. I came in in college at a buck 77 and finished at like 245. So, okay. like, oh, did you finish at 245 as well? Uh, biggest shit for no damn. reason. For okay. no reason. Okay. See, like, I came into college like that. Okay. When I got when I left high, my junior year of high school, I was like two ten. Okay. How tall are you? Man? 
Like six two. Like when I was a sophomore corner, I was like one ninety five in high school. Okay. Okay. Then I then I started. That's when I like kind of. And I was then I was I was good. That's when I had just got real good at it too. I'm like damn, I'm good at this. Okay. And I got bigger again. Alright. And I moved to safety. Then he was like, you can play linebacker. I was like, nah, I ain't doing it. That's because you've been lifting for real from yeah. the jump. Yeah. 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 That dude taught me how to lift. They showed me how to lift for real when I was like fifteen. Okay. That's when I learned how to lift. That's but then, even then, I was but that. It was like more so like a natural thing because like my whole family, everybody's that play. They all played basketball though. I was like okay. the really first football player one besides my uncle. Gotcha. He went to the Steelers for a little bit, blew out his knee. Okay. But other than that, I was always like a little bit different than them because everybody was always real athletic, but nobody was kind of like that strong and athletic. Right. So like, right. My first time lifting weights, I was able to lift with the guys that had been lifting. Like, yeah. so that kind of made that part easier for me because I kind of hit it on the point yeah. with like the with like what I had already. Yeah. And then what I liked. Okay. So like. If I loved basketball, it wouldn't have worked out the same. Like, what are you going to do with a 6'2", 230-pound point guard? Yeah. Like, Hey, you know what? You What you're saying <coughs> is so deep, my brother, because so essentially you we all have to look. You're acknowledging and not taking away from your greatness, but you're acknowledging. But part of it was beyond just my will to do something. It was This was the physical structure yeah, my yeah. DNA provided it's just, for it's, me. There's nothing you can do about that. That's just what, that has to be acknowledged because I still train the world, wow. I train when I play. And like, it's crazy. It's just certain stuff. You can be like, even when you're with a trainer, like a, I was training Pete Bomarito, so he knows me, he knows a lot of guys been with for years. Like guys, yeah. a certain guy like us, he'll like alter everything. Like okay. the workout will be completely different because he'll be like, all right, you guys don't need this. I can have you go longer, heavier here. I give you another day off because you guys have put on too much weight. Yeah. You put on too much muscle mass if you hit the program the same four days a week. Right. Or you're going to run more today and lift less so that we can keep you from stacking up all this weight. All right. Or right. you're going to run farther today and run less reps and just rest and chill more because your body takes a little bit to recover after you go hard like that. Right. Certain things, but then a lot of the people got realized like it hard hard work is always good. Like you can always, there's nothing that can be hard work. But at the same time, you have to acknowledge that like it takes a, it does take ability too. And then some yeah. guys just got more ability than others. Like I got James Wilder. He played me in Florida State. Now he's in oh, Kansas State. James <laughs> came to Florida State, finished four or five as a freshman. He looked like a creative player when he was seventeen. Let's yeah. say a creative player now. Nah, he was stupid. Like it's certain stuff you can't. Nigel Bradham came to freshman. We we were freshman. We were eighteen. He benched five hundred pounds. <laughs> Timmy Jernigan, D tackle for the Eagles, freshman, came in eighteen. Benched five hundred pounds. Wow. Like. Yeah, certain stuff yeah, is just there. Yeah. Wow. I saw it firsthand when we we trained together in high school. Yeah. And he was just on another level. Like I always had talent. Uh huh. But like when it came to the training and stuff, yeah. I couldn't keep up. Five hundred pounds. I ain't even getting like, under five hundred pounds, huh, boy? <laughs> you hear me? Like, hey, you know how when people try to. First of all, we all need support and motivation. <laughs> so your boy's gonna tell you to get up under some weight you might not think you could hit, and they gonna say, "No, we got you." And so I didn't boom, hit this, go get this rule right. But no, five hundred pounds, I'd be right there, like no, <laughs> like I'm throwing a ten. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing a five hundred pounds. If I'd have got that love at fifteen, what do you do for a bench? Hey, hey, look, move cars for a bit. That's when we got there. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That's like the caliber of guy that was coming in in our class. Though. Yeah, Everybody was yeah. just like a whole bunch of dudes like that. Yeah. Makes it funny now watching him. Like, why well, I'm so small? Yeah. And you know what I had to learn, too? like working for real. They, they, they want social media. They just want to post on Instagram exactly. and shit. They got mad at me because I told them they was Instagram All-Americans. Oh, what, you saw some young yeah. people that or something? What? I told the Florida State players that. Oh, they was wow. mad at me. I got a podcast with them tomorrow. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> and it's another, I got two fan ones. I put them off to the end of the season. I said, I don't oh, want to get on there during the season because... It might catch me after the wrong Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but but because I hear what you're saying though. I hear what this you're saying. It's like certain things that's like fundamental to being good at football not just football but life. It's it's not the same because of I hate to blame blame everything on social media, but that shit yeah, yeah, it's a lot yeah. of so much goes on to it. Cause it's like yeah. people they want gratif they want instant gratification. So they want to be rewarded for something they didn't even do yet. Yeah. Just yeah. like instantly. So it's like, oh I got to Florida State. I'm here now. Well, I'm going to the league in three years. Like, them dudes that already left. Mm-hmm. All right, let me go get this Gucci or all this other off-white and go to the shit and take right. pictures in front of the club. I'm like, right. I'm looking at them like, yo, I'm like, we weren't even buying this stuff our rookie year. Right. I'm like, the reason we got here to this is because that's what we cared about. Yeah, yeah. We would go out and have a good time. I would probably, we might have been wilder than them, but when it came time to work, we worked. We were. And, like, right. that was understood. Right. And it wasn't like a... And plus, everything was different. The way people coached you was different. They coached you harder. Yeah. It wasn't they, nobody. People weren't trying to be nice. It was like, yo, like they could. You sorry as shit. We won't. We shouldn't recruit nobody from where you're from. 
Like, they would say stuff like that. You'd be like, what? But that was our coaching style back then. It would have worked, though. You see all the, all the dudes that came out of Florida State in the 90s, early 2000s, up to 2011, 12. They all had, we was all into the same kind of guy. So it's a little different identity now. Yeah, but you got to be nice now. Yeah, not in the military <laughs> now. The so, just hit the hey. feet, the portal. He, he, he talks to me bad. Yeah. I'm hey, like, you know how they holler at you in the military? Huh? You know how they holler at you in the military? Yeah. They get all in your face in order to try to provoke a response. Just try to teach you that's discipline how and self-control. Like, and he almost got one out of me. I almost hit him. My first, my first training camp, like I almost that? punched my DB coach and defense coordinator in his mouth. Oh, wow. As well, a freshman. Hey, and this is, after he to- this is after he told me, he sat me down, he's like, yo, you could be like one of our next like safety that goes in, as a number one pick. And they like, give, like, give. Derek Gibson, and I'm like in my head. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you be riding me every day, like all day. Talking about I'm yeah. overweight, this and that. Talking about I'm fat. Tell me I'm fat. Puts me in the body fat thing. Come back six and a half percent. He like, I'm sorry. Next day, <laughs> you fat. fat <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it worked though. He was like, yeah. then finally he waited till later. He's like, yo, the reason I was like that with you was because I knew yeah. what you had in you. He's like, right. you didn't. He's like, right. you didn't know how to behave. I just the field. He was like. You didn't know it was in you. And it's like, but we did, and I did. And I was like, that's the only way to get it out of you was just to ride your ass. Right, I'm like, yeah, you could have right. just told me that. I'm like, I might have responded, <laughs> like, like, responded a little yeah, bit better yeah, in certain yeah, situations. Yeah, yeah. So. You could have had a dialogue you with know, it. Yeah, yeah. That's another way Cause, to do it. Yeah, because sometimes I'll fight. He had me out there. It got to the point where I, there was no point running us or running any. Some of us, we got to the point like, you can run us all you want. I'm just not going to go to class. I'm, we in shape. Okay. We'll stay out here. I'll run. They started making up new punishments. You got push the bag. You know, you got push the bag across the hundred yards back with your head and like a beard and roll down like pencil rolls and all that because we're like we run. Oh wow! Like yeah, you can run us to death. Like that's what we do anyway. That's not that's a why we're here. Hey, let me ask you a question because because <laughs> you got a, a chance to experience something both at Florida State and by making it to the NFL that is truly a dream for people. So it's, it's almost a, a fantasy mm-hmm. beyond a dream. It's a fantasy for some, dream for others, right? I have a belief on a personal level that despite the fact that so many people dream of it, it's one of those things like be careful what you ask for, you might get it. Mm-hmm. I don't think everyone really has a clear understanding of even the difficulty of once no, you get there. That people, it's not when you get there, they just forget. Or like, so you get there, it's like, now I'm here. Then you start paying attention to stuff you wasn't even paying attention to before. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do this. I'm trying to do right, that. Right. Oh. Gotta find a new goal. Hey, like, but also, it's still oh, a grind once you get there. It's not yeah, you've arrived at paradise. It's not at all. Yeah. That's the thing. You like kind of relax, take your foot off the gas. That's when stuff is still going bad. Yeah. You start relaxing yeah. and start enjoying yourself too much. Yeah. That's when they go bad. Yeah. And that's what I realized. I had stopped. I lost that focus. That same focus I had in high school and college, where I was like, you know what? I ain't trying to go to that. I don't even care. I'm gonna stay my ass in the house. Okay. But like, I was able to figure out in my eyes to manage to work out and still do that. Because mm-hmm. my eyes, I'm looking like, okay. I'm out all night. I came here. I still put up 600 on the squat. I'm like, I'm good. I okay. can go do that again next Thursday. I'm being strip club again. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> then, wow. but then it's like certain stuff you learn about the hard way that you were warned about already. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing. But the grind is, it takes even more because the thing the politics bad before you get to the NFL is yeah. only worse when you get there. Politics up yeah. there a whole nother beast. You be okay. like, they'll tell you straight up. Yeah. I don't care what the other coaches want, what your teammates want. You're doing this because that was what I got you here for. And it's oh, like, wow. what? And you have to be able to deal with that. No, I didn't deal with it. That's what happened. I oh, didn't do wow. good with it. He's like, he's like, why are you not trying? I'm like, because we're playing defense. He's just looking at me like, I was like, like he wasn't expecting me to actually say that. But it's just certain things like that, learning how to, when to bite your tongue. Yeah, yeah. That's hard. And yeah. it depends on the even situation where you're from, it might come with something already because they think because you're from a certain place, you're going to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Being from Philly, they're like, oh, y'all got attitudes. Yeah. Yeah. Something wrong with all of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on. Is, I'm sorry. Is that not the case, though? That's, Is that not the case? It's not like I'm just, hold on, let me go down and listen to all of you. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> people oh, take it wrong. It's like a. Yeah, um, it's not it's like tough a. Love. It's like a tough yeah. love type thing. And it's like okay, a, you okay, don't okay. like. Okay. Don't talk to me any kind of way because okay. I ain't talking to you okay. any kind of way. Yeah. And if you want to talk to me any kind of way, I can do that to you. Yeah. It's, or it's like, like don't, don't don't play with me like yeah, that. Yeah, like okay. don't push my buttons. Same energy you give me. Because I was gonna submit a name change. I was like, I think the city of brotherly love thing is highly underrated. Yeah, like don't. It's just it's like it's like don't. Yeah. It's okay. different. I just came back. It's so just like a toughness that yeah, you just, just have. Yeah, yeah. That grit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You don't back down from nothing either. It's like, that's why I went to certain situations. Like, with my team coach one time. He was like yelling at me. I'm like, hey, what's he yelling at me for? I'm like, yelling at me for no reason. I'm like, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm, he's not even looking right past me. I'm just like, yo, 
Shut the fuck up. I said, who you think you're talking to? I said, you always doing all this yelling shit for no reason, trying to make it seem and embarrass me for no reason. I'm like, ain't nobody got time for that shit. I'm out here doing my job. Why can't you just do yours then? Like, How'd that go over? He was just like, look, he was speechless. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. It didn't go good, though. That comes with a disclaimer. <laughs> High school kids, don't try that at home. <laughs> or practice or anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't try that nowhere. Don't do that. Don't, don't do try that. it at any level. There's so many different egos you're dealing with. You yeah. Know what I mean? And people, sometimes, you don't know how his day might have started. The coach, right? Yeah. He yeah, might have yeah, yeah. started off on a bad note. His kid give him attitude. His yeah. wife yeah. mad at yeah. him because he didn't take the trash out. And he know he got to deal with that. Yeah, so guess yeah. what? He come to work now, and now he like, all right, get your ass up in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of being like, you know, transparent and trying right. to really like connect with players because the difference that I, that I saw was like the coaches that were able to connect with players from different yes. demographics and different areas in the world. Everybody's not the same. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. So the players... They don't. They don't respond well to that. Like I never respond well to nobody talking to me Sideways. a certain way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's just yeah. Philly or just in general. Like, hey, don't talk to me that way. Yeah. And you might not know how that coach is being addressed in the coaches' meeting. You right. got me. Right. Hey, I'm getting that look from Grace, the producer. That we gotta get ready to wrap it up, y'all. She giving me that look like, Joe, you're talking too much. You're talking too much. <laughs> hey, uh, Nick, I appreciate you sharing some of your insights with us as well. I'd ask you, like, look, if there's one thing that you would share with people, young people, anybody who just wanted to do, I think both, uh, and I appreciate you, Coach, because I think y'all, the depth of what y'all share is so meaningful. If people really listen, they go walk away with some jewels from this. But if there's one thing you want to share in particular that you like, hey, I think this is important for people to notice, what would it be? I would say the most important thing is listen to people who've been to the place that you're trying to go already. Right. Because okay. they're going to be right. You're not. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're not. You don't know more than the people that have been where you're trying to go or are exactly where you want to be. Right. right. Well, that was part of my mistake. I listened to the guys that literally wore where I was wanting to be and like put on track to go. And they even told me just out there, I'm like, look, you going to be like me. You're going to be in the same situation as me. Just do these things. Right. You, know, you might not like it for this time being. It might be a little bit different than me when you got here because you might wait a little longer than I had to wait. It's like, but that's just how it is. And it's like kind of being hard-headed and being like, nah, I ain't I got time for that. I, I don't know. I can't wait that long or I can't do that this way. It's like they know because they've been there. I appreciate you sharing. Thank you very much. Hey, again, that was Cole Adams Heard. That's Nick Moody. That's Gerald Bowman. And I'm Joseph Roberson, and you just witnessed some Kings talking. Thank you for tuning in to King Talk.